welcome to a new episode of Showing Up Solo. These days, it's not enough to be a small business owner. You also have to be an online marketing expert, an accountant, a website designer, a content creator, and the list goes on. You know how important marketing is, but if you're spending all your time selling your services, how will you have any time left to actually provide them? That's where Showing Up Solo comes in. Showing Up Solo is a video podcast giving you the ins and outs of online marketing from solopreneurs just like you. Tune in every other Wednesday for easy to implement advice, guest experts, and plenty of food analogies. Thanks for tuning in. And now, on to the main episode. And thank you for joining us for another episode of Showing Up Solo. Today, I am thrilled to be joined by Cassidy Dickens, launch copy strategist and uh, Facebook ads expert. I know Cassidy from Chantel Davison's VA Copy College, um, and I've seen her work in the past. I have attended some of her trainings. So I know that she has a lot of juicy knowledge for us to absorb. Uh, Cassidy, over to you. Would you like to tell our audience a little bit more about yourself? Yeah. Yeah. Hello. Thank you so much for having me, Hannah. This is great. Um, Yeah. So where to start? So I'm a launch copywriter and strategist, as you said, have a lot of expertise in Facebook ads. Um, I actually got into copywriting sort of through the Facebook ad world. So I'm uh, by trade originally have been a musician and a songwriter for years and years and was originally just kind of like looking for a way to create some good side income, whatever. Started learning about writing Facebook posts, which led me into Facebook ads world, which led me into working with Facebook ads agencies as a freelancer early in my business. Um, And so I really kind of like cut my copywriting teeth in the Facebook ads world, which is cool. Um, I've been doing that for a little over five years now, and it's evolved really beautifully. Uh, I've gotten to work with a couple of really impressive agencies, which is exciting, six and seven figure international ads agencies on campaigns for clients in a ton of different spheres. And it's just, it's been a really, really interesting, um, really interesting place to learn and grow, especially as the ads climate has like changed over the past few years. So yeah, I'm, I'm really excited to be here chatting with you about it. Wow. So I didn't realize that you'd gotten into it through your music. That, yeah. <laughs> that's actually probably a really similar story to where a lot of my ideal clients are not necessarily as musicians, but starting um, getting into ads by starting to market online just by posting and then moving mm-hmm. into ads. So I'd love to just hear a little bit more about that journey. Like what, where did you start with online marketing and how did it evolve into ads? Yeah. Oh gosh. Okay. So it's, it's a very long and windy story, but I'll try to make it short. And then if you want to ask specific questions, go for it. I'm an open book. Um, but yeah, so I moved to Nashville in 2017 was like, I'm doing the songwriter thing, but like also need to feed myself. So what can I do? What skill do I have? And I was like, I'm a pretty good writer. That's what I do. Let me figure out how to leverage this. And so I started off just writing like Facebook posts for, um, a really small, a marketing agency. And uh, they honestly, I think they just took me on kind of um, in good trust <laughs> based on seeing like my own post for my own work. And they were like, yeah, let's try it. So I was doing that for a while that led to a referral to a slightly larger agency. 
And then she was a funnel expert. She was a funnel builder. And she had some clients who were venturing into running ads for their funnels. So she was like, hey, do you want to give this a try? I'm like, sure. Um, did a bunch of research. But it was actually interesting because in, in doing that research, I was reading all these Facebook ads and I was like, these are kind of boring. <laughs> no offense. Sorry to anyone whose ads I was reading. But I was like, these are... Um, like not very exciting. Like I wouldn't read these probably even as organic posts and I'm certainly not going to give anybody money based on these. Like what is going on here? Um, and yeah, so it, it wasn't an overnight process, but over the course of maybe the first year or so that I was in the ads world, I started paying more attention to just like what ads really caught my eye and like which ones, when I was scrolling, did I like stop and hang out on? Um, and the thing that jumped out to me was the storytelling piece, which of course, as a songwriter, I really resonated with. Um, and we can get into this more later if you want to, but I sort of noticed that the people who, who went out of their way to like talk more about kind of who they were as people and their story and their journey, like those ads were stronger. And as I started working with bigger and bigger agencies and, and sort of testing that model, you know, writing all of these very story-based ads for these different entrepreneurs, it became pretty clear that like, not only was it instinctively a better choice, but like the results were showing that they were stronger ads. Um, and so I ended up actually uh, sort of narrowing focus and specializing in working with ads in one particular ads agency that focused on specifically like story-based ad copy. Um, and then from there, things things sort of took off. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Wow. So that's really cool that, again, like that's that's your experience as a, as a songwriter has come into play because of the storytelling yeah. element. So I think our audience would love to know like what what does make a good ad? or a bad ad uh, like yeah. things that you, that you were noticing that were turning you off or boring you right away um, that led you to the storytelling. Um, yeah, aspects. totally. Totally. Good question. So I think there's a, a little bit of a temptation with ads sometimes like we, we run ads as business owners because we hope to make sales, right? Like there are different types of ads you can run, but ultimately your goal is to make sales. And what I was seeing a lot of was people sort of, um, just like very loosely disguised sales pitches uh, where they were sort of jumping right into like, you know, do you want to make a million dollars by next year? This program will help you X, Y, and Z. It, like it felt a little infomercially. Mm. Um, and again, it's not like there's no judgment on those people because I think we, we repeat what we see, right? Like you see these big companies running ads like this. And then as small business owners, we're like, well, it's working for them. Like, <laughs> you know, maybe it'll work for me too. Um, but I think especially as solopreneurs, we like the thing that we have to offer that the big companies can't offer is that personal touch. And so when we kind of mimic what the the really like corporate brands or, or bigger companies are doing, I think we do ourselves a disservice because you lose that humanness. Whereas um, I think if you can, can back up and like be a little bit vulnerable and share some of the pieces of your story that maybe you're like, does that really need to be in an ad? I don't know. Um, like those are the pieces that people are going to be really interested in because it's different because we're not seeing that, you know, you get on Facebook and you see dozens and dozens of ads and they all look the same. And then suddenly you see like a single mom sharing her journey through X, Y, and Z and her struggles. And like, that's going to hit you a lot differently. Um, so yeah, to me, to me, a good ad, especially for, for the solopreneur, demographic is one that really gets to the heart of like who you are, where you've been, how you can help and like really speaks to the heart of your business and like why you're doing what you're doing. So it's more about a personal connection than a pitch. Really. Yeah. Yeah. And that's not to say you can't pitch like, you know, you absolutely should, especially if you're running like an ad to your sales page or something like there should be some information about the program and you can get into that. But 
I've personally found that starting there is not usually the right choice. Like you don't want to just jump right into here's the offer. Here you go. Like building that little bit of trust at the beginning can go a long way. It's funny. An ad campaign from my childhood comes to mind. Um, I grew up in the UK and there's British Telecom and they had this series of ads that ran for years um, about this guy who met this single mom who had two kids and how their relationship went. And they had like a rocky part where they were long distance and all culminated in like a big ad where they get married. And it, this is for a phone company. Oh and in that final ad, like there wasn't even a, a phone in it, but you knew that was the BT family. And um, like, and when they were doing their ads, like they were telling you little snippets of this relationship happening and then throwing in like the context, like with the long distance they obviously didn't have BT, so they had limited time to talk on the phone long distance or something like that. Like, um, but it, like I remember that decades after um, this this story and this family, um, because they were telling us through the story versus just saying, "Here's our phone line and it's super awesome and this is why you should get it." Like, yeah, yeah, absolutely. It stick with you for sure, for sure. Yeah, yeah. So I guess ads can be a really scary concept, I think, when you're a solopreneur and yeah. you don't have a lot of money and they seem like this big, scary thing that you have to be like on Mad Men to come up with. <laughs> how, how, can, how can a solopreneur get started? Should they be doing advertising and, and, and where should they begin? Yeah. Okay. Good question. So uh, anytime I start to venture into like strategy world, I like to put a big asterisk and say, I'm an ad copywriter, not an ad strategist or like targeting specialist. So um, ads managers, please don't come for me if you disagree with me. (laughs) But what I will say is I've I've learned a lot working with agencies, especially and sort of seeing the arc of, of how clients come in and, you know, just their whole journey. And the one thing I will say is I think there's a big temptation um, to think of ads as like a, a quick fix, right? Or a band-aid, like, oh, my business isn't working. I'm not getting the traffic I want to get. Let me run an ad to it. And I can't think of any examples off the top of my head where that was like the right call. Maybe somebody's done it and it's worked for them. But generally speaking, I like to think of ads as like the fuel that you kind of pour onto the fire that's already going to make it go from like a little tiny fire to a bonfire. But like, you've got to get that little fire started by yourself um, to really get those, those good results that make ads worth it. And so to me, the conversation around um, running ads really starts to get interesting when you start thinking about scaling a proven offer. Um, when you've got like a, a funnel or a marketing flow in place and you're like, I know this works. I know that this resonates with my people. You know, I'm seeing the numbers that say that this converts the way it should convert. So let me get more people in the top of this flow. Um, that I think is where ads can be really valuable. Yeah. Okay. So it's like get your, um, the organic part nailed down right like get get all your your pieces in place yeah once you know it's running smoothly and it's doing its job then it's just a case of throwing more people in that funnel (laughs) yeah totally well because if you think about even something as simple as like a a welcome email campaign right like that's something that pretty much any business owner knows you need to have a lead magnet and a series of like welcome emails so let's say you create your lead magnet in your welcome emails and like your 
for whatever reason, you're noticing that people are going through the sequence, they're opening the reading, but like, they're not really buying anything. They're not really scheduling a call with you. Like, it doesn't matter if you have a thousand people going through that sequence, they're still probably not going to book a call with you. (laughs) So then you just end up with a list that's like artificially inflated. You feel like you've got a bigger audience, but they're not really engaged. Like it just creates all these problems. Whereas if you build your welcome sequence, you build it small, you've got your small list, you've got your your little group of your people, you're a solopreneur, whatever, but you make sure that that welcome sequence is solid. You know, you're getting really high open rates, click-through rates are great, you're consistently booking clients or selling products through this welcome sequence. And then you add like an extra hundred people or an extra thousand people or whatever, then that's when things are going to kind of, you know, boom, take off. Um, so that's that's how I like to think about it personally. Okay. I love that. I I really do love that because I think it is tempting to, um, to assume it's just a lack of numbers. And if you can um, throw more people at the problem, eventually something's (laughs) going to stick. And I like that, that um, it's about perfecting that first, making sure it's tried and tested and then bringing more people on board. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So um, if, I, if I'm a solopreneur um, and I want to um, dabble in ads, um, okay. what, what should be my first step? Oh, gosh. Once I've got the, if I've got the, the, the funnel and everything, now I'm ready to start getting more people in there. Where, where do I begin? Yeah. So, I mean, again, I, I, really, I would say your first step is probably something along the lines of like figuring out your audience, figuring out your targeting. I wish I could speak to that more, but I, I, I hesitate to give advice on like targeting and strategy piece just because it's, it's kind of a a monster of its own. Right. Mm -hmm. But let's, if you're in the place where like you've, maybe you've taken a course or maybe you just understand ads really well and you, you feel like you've got your audience dialed in and you know who you're talking to. Um, then I think from there, I always really like to start with thinking about the person and what they need to hear. So anytime, um, for example, when I write ads for an agency, um, I'll spend a lot of time looking through the client's materials, figuring out who their audience is, and sort of thinking about different personas or different characters and like what different types of people are going to be seeing this ad. And then sort of reverse engineering, like what message does this exact person need to hear? So for example, let's say you know, um, oh gosh. I don't know. Let's say you're a business coach and you know you're targeting um, entrepreneurs in their first year of business, and that's a group that you're focused on. Um, but then you have a different program that's also going to, you know, maybe this other program speaks to entrepreneurs further on in their journey. So rather than creating like one ad to try to speak to both parties, um, I always recommend breaking it into like two or three or however many different personas you have, breaking it into like one ad for each group of people so that you can really laser in on like what that specific group of people needs to hear. So if you're talking to that, you know, that new entrepreneur, you ask yourself, what do they want? What are they struggling with? What questions are they likely to have? And then the big one for me is what story can I tell that connects all of those dots, right? So if I know they're struggling with X, Y, and Z, and they probably need to hear this, and they're going to want to know this, then like, I'm going to find an example from my, from my client's life and be like, where in their business did this problem show up? Like, how can I talk about their experience in a way that's going to build a lot of empathy? Um, that's, that's going to make that new entrepreneur feel like really seen and understood. Um, and yeah, I think, I think that's a good, a good strong place to start because anytime you're, you're thinking about like the people on the other end of your funnel, I think it makes it easier to create really like empathy and story driven copy. And like we said, you know, that's, that's ultimately what's going to get good results. Does that answer the question? 
Yeah, yeah. So I'll use my my own services as an example. So okay. like one of the, the signature package that that we're really focusing on with showing up solo is our setup for success package, which was created for people who were basically myself and Nicole when we started our businesses, um, needing to set up our marketing from the ground up and, and um, getting it set up properly. You know, getting the web copy, getting the email funnel, getting some social media. Um, ready to go. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would maybe, if I was writing an ad for that, I should maybe talk about my experiences at the beginning of my business. Is that what, is that the kind of thing? That I'd yeah, be yeah, about? absolutely. That's a great starting point. And another thing you can do if you're like, well, that that's a little vague or like, I'm not quite sure what to talk about. Go back to like your, your organic content, go back to your social media posts, go back to your emails and see which pieces of things you've already created connected really well with your audience? You know, which email did you send that got like a dozen replies? Um, Because chances are like, if you just tweak that a little bit and you make that your ad, like if that message resonated with people as an email, it's going to resonate as an ad as well. So you don't have to feel like you're recreating the wheel. Like if you have something that you know works, you can just sort of change the formatting a little bit, reuse that and, and let it keep working for you. I love that as well. Yeah, don't reinvent the wheel. We're always saying work smarter, not harder. And so oh my gosh. that's yeah. a great jumping off point. If you, if you are sending out regular emails to your audience, or you are creating, um, regular organic content, which I hope you are listener, <laughs> because that's what we tell you to do. <laughs> but if you are, and you, then you've already got numbers that tell you how popular or successful something is. If a particular post got a lot of engagement, or like you said, an email gets a lot of responses you already know you have some really good copy there that you could repurpose into an ad campaign. Yeah. Um, Love that little nugget of advice there. Cool. Yeah. And I would also say, you know, don't be afraid to think outside the box a little bit in terms of like what can be an ad. So especially talking about organic marketing, like especially over the past year, we've seen video be this like huge player, right? And so I think sometimes people, when they start thinking about ads, they think, oh, I need this like beautiful branded graphic and like, like we have an idea of what it's supposed to be. But some of the most successful ads I've seen are things where we posted like a really funny personal video that was actually like originally a TikTok or a reel or, you know, somebody talking in their car. Um, And because it looks more like an organic, post, it looks more like something that a regular person just posts on their feed. It gets way better traffic. So um, especially when you're starting out, like don't feel pressured to feel like you have to have this like beautifully, you know, perfectly branded, produced, whatever piece of content. Because a lot of times the like kind of messy, imperfect, but really clever and, you know, do a good piece of content, but something that you can create with your iPhone in your office, whatever is, is going to perform just as well as if not better than the really beautifully branded piece of content oftentimes. Yeah. And, you know, I've noticed that the bigger companies are trying to make their content look like user generated content more and more. I think I remember seeing like a commercial where it's, it's Jennifer Aniston on a zoom call. And it's like, okay, this is not Jennifer Aniston on the zoom call. I know you're trying to make it look like that, but it's, it's Jennifer Aniston, you know, but like there, you can see like there's the bigger brands have seen that the more, you know, scrappy user-generated content is what's resonating with people right now. And, and you'll see yeah. these like on like YouTube ads, like this little video will pop up and it's, it's like, oh, hey folks, I'm just unboxing this today. And you're like, why are you unboxing dish soap? Like, no, <laughs> why soap. was this worth filming? <laughs> I know, like, I know that you're not really doing this. This is an ad. <laughs> 
That's but funny. you're trying to sell me. So it's, it's, you're actually almost at an advantage to have your own real user generated content. Um, as long as you're like just being genuine with it, I think. Right. Yeah. Yeah, totally. Totally. Yeah. So, um, I, I think we could probably just talk about this topic for hours and hours and hours, <laughs> um, but I would love from you, Cassidy, uh, some advice or golden nuggets that you might have for our solopreneur service, uh, based business owners who are listening along and considering dipping their toes in the world of, of Facebook ads and online advertising. Yeah. Oh gosh. Um, so, I mean, the, the biggest piece of advice that I give out, we sort of already touched on, which is that like, make sure that you're running ads to something that's proven, right? Make sure that you've tested your lead magnet um, organically. Make sure that you've tested your funnel organically. Like don't just start throwing money at things blindly because that is a, a fast road to heartbreak. <laughs> so that's, that's the one that I find myself repeating a lot. Um, yeah, the story piece is a big one, you know, just, just not being afraid to like share your, share your own journey as cliche as that sounds like it is really important and really powerful. Um, I would also say, don't be afraid of testing. Like, I think again, misconceptions people have around ads is like, I'm going to turn on this thing and it's just immediately like, I'm going to see money rolling in. Woohoo. Um, whereas the reality is even people, even clients I've worked with, you know, who have seven and eight figure entrepreneurs with these big teams of people that are like engineering these marketing campaigns for them. Like very rarely do you really nail it on the first try. Um, sometimes you do maybe, but like, don't don't come into it thinking that like it's going to be one and done your first ad is going to be a smashing success and it's just going to take off like come into it um with sort of a, a science experiment mindset and just say i'm going to try this with this audience and this with this audience and then you're going to collect data and then you're going to make some small tweaks based on that data and think of it as sort of an ever evolving ever flowing thing that you can keep learning and building because those are the people i think that that really see long-term success with ads are the people that are kind of constantly learning and tweaking and optimizing and adjusting. Um, let's see. This is maybe again, a little cliche, but don't overthink it either. <laughs> like I think with solopreneurs, we get, we get so in our heads about everything um, because the business feels very personal, right? Like it, it's our face, it's our story, it's our money, it's our everything. And so there is this temptation to sort of like want to, want to, overthink it and overplan it. And like at some point, I think especially with ads, you just kind of have to assume that like you know what you know and there are many things you don't know. And you're just gonna have to rip off the band-aid at some point and and accept it and roll with it and see what happens. Um so yeah, I I don't know. Do you if, if there are any like specific questions or specific things that you were thinking advice on, I'm happy to talk about. No, no, I think that's really good. I think that's great. I think it's gonna really resonate with our audience, especially the don't overthink it part. Because yeah. <laughs> I see too many people not doing something because they're worried about getting it wrong. And mm -hmm. what I'm really taking away from what you've said, Cassidy, is to is to test, test and test and test. And But you have to do something to test something, right? Exactly, so yeah. Put it out there, look at the results, then tweak it, put it out there again and look at the results. And it's just a constant, evolution versus a one and done kind of a situation. Yeah, totally. And you don't like, you know, I think another, another thing, and this sort of goes to the like overthinking it sort of uh, 
fear paralysis thing is that you don't have to throw like $5,000 into this on the first month, right? Like, in fact, you should not <laughs> probably. <laughs> so like, I, I think people are really unsure about what to spend on ads. And like, I, I don't want to throw out exact numbers just because it fluctuates a bit. And what if I say it this week, it'll be wrong in six months and <laughs> whatever. But like you can, as a solopreneur, get started with a relatively small ads budget. Like you can start with a couple hundred bucks, $300 a month, maybe something like that. Um, and like use that as your testing budget. It doesn't have to be a thing where you're like taking out a second mortgage to fund your funnel campaign, you know? Yeah, that's great. So Cassie, for our listeners who want to get a hold of you, maybe want to hire you to write their ad copy, where can people find you um, and and get in touch? Yeah, cool. Thank you. So yeah, um, so I'm on Instagram is primarily where I hang out at lyriccreative.co. You could also email me at Cassidy at lyriccreative.co. Um, and actually, if you don't mind, I had a, a little gift for your listeners, if that's okay. Oh, yeah, that would be amazing. Oh, yeah. So I have on my website, there's a copy shop um, and I have a kit called the Magnetic Ad Copy Kit. Um, it usually sells for like, I think it's like 47 bucks or something, but I created a code for you guys to grab it for free. So if you're thinking about getting started with ads and you're like, I need a, a starting point, like maybe writing for yourself is a little scary. Um, this ad kit has like some swipes, some templates, uh, a compliance checklist to help you kind of follow Facebook's rules and, and not get, you know, rejected and all of that. So if you go to, um, again, lyriccreative.co and go to the copy shop, click on the magnetic ad copy kit and use the code SOLO, all caps. Um, That's amazing. Yeah. Thank you. We'll make sure we drop a, lo- a link to that in the show notes. Um, that's super generous of you, Cassidy. I hope yeah, everyone no listening, problem. you take full advantage of that because this is a crazy good um, uh, offer. It's a crazy good gift. Thank you, Cassidy. Oh, thank um, you. Thank you. Thank you so much for joining us. And everyone else, thank you so much for tuning in. We'll see you next time. Thanks for listening. If you're a fan of the Showing Up Solo podcast, you can show your support by liking, commenting, sharing, or leaving a review. Want to spend less time on your marketing and make better content? Head to showingupsolo.com to grab your free copy of our Full Circle Content Guide, the same time-saving method we use for creating our own content. Need more help getting your marketing in order? Learn how to build a marketing plan while working smarter, not harder. Our Setup for Success package gives you everything you need to create a marketing plan that is low maintenance, high impact, and perfect for generating consistent leads. Head to showingupsolo.com for more info. See you next episode.